Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, and I'm here to share stories with you from inspiring healers across the globe who will tell you about their modalities, their stories, their experiences, and what it is that works for them. I'll also be sharing a little bit of my own journey, what led me down this path, and what I'm learning each and every day is I heal layer by layer by layer. Each layer finding new levels of liberation, new levels of abundance, new levels of empowerment and self-responsibility. And I hope that you will take this as inspiration into your own life. To find out more about me and what I do, please visit themedicinewomancollective.com. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Okay, and welcome to another episode of the Healing Business Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us each week and hoping you are loving the content and interviews. Today, I have the beautiful Ava with us, and I'm going to hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do. So happy to be here. Thank you, Holly. Yes, my name is Ava, and I am a sexologist as well as an authentic Tantra healer and a transformational therapist. So I help men and women to access the deeper layers of their sexuality. I often say, are we allowed to swear on the, on the podcast? (laughs) I I often say that I help people to, um, to fuck like Buddhas and to access their Buddha nature. Um, and it's not this big thing that's outside of ourselves, but it's very accessible through pleasure, through our sexuality, um, and, and it's such a deeply rooted part of who we are. So, um, you know, a little bit of, of the type of people that I'll normally work with are just individuals who feel unfulfilled. Um, and because of that unfulfillment, right, we're experiencing depression and anxiety and feelings of stuckness and relationships that we got ourselves into and just keep going around in patterns. So I really go in with people to look at those behaviors and patterns so that we can we can shift them in real time and then layer start to layer these concepts of of pleasure and um sexuality on top of that so we can access all of the parts of who we are um instead of just constantly focusing on this concept of needing to be better needing to heal needing to figure things out why it's showing up in the first place I think that pleasure really allows us to take a step back and just access um, who we've already been to become more of who we are. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a deep aspect of what I do. Beautiful, and it's such important work, right? And something that, in my opinion, you know, I'm I'm uh, an Ayurvedic teacher, and one of the fundamental principles of Ayurveda is you know, sex is part of being healthy. You need to have a connection to that sexual energy. It's it's a natural part of what makes us human. But 
what I would love to know is that such a, a, a niche to go into. What was it that led you down that journey? What was it that brought you brought you here and led you to share this with the world? There was always a part of me ever since I was very young that just knew that there was something more to not just my sexuality, but to, to pleasure. There was something more there that I just couldn't quite figure out. Um, and I've always been curious ever since a very young age. Um, so fast forward to 2017, I believe it was, I was, I was studying in India to become a yoga instructor and, there was a lot of components of the teachings that I didn't agree with that just didn't sit very well with me. It was very much about transcending the body. Um, and, and a lot of the practices were about coming outside of the body. This, you know, our bodies, our sexuality, our emotions, our feelings were all something that needed to be transcended. Um, so that really left me wondering because here we are living in a 3D reality in a human body. I'm like, okay, well, how is it that, uh, you know, someone such as myself has not experienced the fullness of my pleasure capacity, the fullness of my body? Um, how is it that I'm just going to transcend that and and still live a fulfilling life? Um, so at that point, it just it led me down a series of questions that I had always been asking myself and I and, and they were unanswered. So I kind of uh, took that upon myself. I remember. Well, it kind of came to me in a way uh, where I just I remember seeing things here and there about Tantra, um, but I still didn't know what Tantra was. And uh, a lot of people come to me and say this as well. Um, so I, I can paint a little bit of a picture here for you. It was a, a very dark, busy evening in India, very bustly city. I think of that I walked into a restaurant and next to it was this bookshop and it was just filled with like all of these colorful books and all sorts of things. And, um, I remember seeing one that was about Tantra and, uh, and sexuality and it really caught my eye. So I picked up that book. I purchased the book. Um, now the book again it gained my interest um and there was things in, inside of it where I'm like okay this this like there was like position like not just sex positions but it's talking about how to use your energy and your breath to have these orgasmic states that's going to make you enlightened and like that was way over my head and and it was a book that was not actually very well written there was a lot of things that are like misspelled and I'm like okay some of you know but it it intrigued my interest it allowed me to open myself to that possibility that I already, I already knew something was, uh, was deeper underneath. Um, so, you know, as I continued my kind of, I guess you can say spiritual journey, I, I started to, um, look more into the route of learning about Tantra. And I realized that there, that I was very much in the middle ground, um, you know, there's a lot of sacred sexuality out there. A lot of what I came across were like weekend initiations and like, uh, you know, uh, like neo tantra, sacred sexuality, polarity type stuff that I just I didn't connect with. And then there's the other side where it was like 
so over my head. I, I, it was like, it wasn't accessible. So I, I was in the middle ground. Okay. And, um, I ended up coming across the Institute of Authentic Tantra where they are the only government accredited Institute of Tantra in the whole world. And, and we practice and teach lineage based Tantra from, um, from, from Buddhism. So I started to connect with the Institute and, and three years later, I ended up getting licensed as an authentic Tantra healer. Um, so I practice and teach lineage based Tantra, which is something that I very much connect to because I think that a lot of the tantric teachings have been lost in translation and, and kind of manipulated and transformed into these things that it, it, it really wasn't meant to be. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting seeing the world of, of Tantra and how I'm kind of in this middle ground, um, and have unfortunately brushed up against a lot of the, the things that I don't see as, as true or as, um, liberating to our sexuality that otherwise might be seen as, as being so, especially in like neo-tantra communities versus, you know, like the monks who are practicing Vajrayana Tantra, right? So, you know, I'm very much on this middle ground and I believe that, um, healing our sexuality through the route of things like Tantra should be accessible and it shouldn't be, um, there shouldn't be any gatekeeping, and there also shouldn't be such an open amount of accessibility that somebody is just going to pick up a book and start practicing Tantra because there has to be that embodiment too. So I started to just head down this middle ground, this middle path, um, and it's completely transformed my life. It's transformed my relationships. It's transformed the people that I work with. Um, it's transformed my, uh, just the way that I show up in my life and all levels, not just sexually, right? That's just one part. Um, so I can, I can dedicate my, my, my healing journey, my ability to access profound states of pleasure and joy and fulfillment that I don't believe I would otherwise be able to, to access without going down the route of authentic Tantra. So that's again one component of the work that I do, and I think that it's one of the major ones. Beautiful. And and what do you see is the main differences between authentic tantra and um and I know exactly what you mean because I see it on the internet as there's some interesting interesting takes out there on tantra. But what would you see as being what makes something authentically tantra? Yeah, well, first I'll I'll just give a little background about what Tantra is, um, because I think that that is such a big question where people will, you know, people can go to a million Tantra workshops and they still don't know what Tantra is. Now, that's part of the reason is because it's a personal path as well as a universal one. So there's a lot of different spiritual um, concepts that are woven into it that can only be otherwise understood through the practices themselves. And that's how Tantra was originally meant to be practiced and taught is through embodiment is through uh, this bodily level of you understanding it um, and, and transmuting it into your own medicine. Um, so I believe that 
the differences that we're seeing now is that there are certain components that people liked. So they, they picked up on those and then took them into a completely separate practice. So that's what we see in Neo-Tantra and sacred sexuality is that it tends to be more over-sexualized. It tends to blend other things like Kundalini, for example, which is, um, there's so many things I could talk about there, but that's, that was not originally part of like lineage based Tantra. People have taken concepts and then woven them into their own thing. So you see concepts like sex magic, which I just made a post about yesterday on why I do not practice sex magic. And I think that one of the main things in those neo-Tantra communities is that it becomes about this obsession of self, this obsession, this attachment to, you know, creating and manifesting and, and, you know, getting something out of it. And the reality is that lineage-based Tantra, the teachings have not been manipulated. They have not been changed and shifted for a specific narrative. Um, so as a practitioner of Buddhist Tantra of the Vajrayana tradition, um, we teach specific things that are related to that lineage, like the Tibetan five elements, for example, which are a very accessible way for you to practice um, this concept of baby Vajrayana. So it's like baby Tantra, but still incredibly powerful and potent for just everyday people. So it's meant to be accessible, but not so much so where you're learning things that have been manipulated and, and changed and shifted to fit some different type of narrative. Um, and I think that the the true sexual liberation comes from not just the embodiment, um, but being able to see that your pleasure is not just yours. Like personal sovereignty is very important, but it's this universal concept where you begin to practice, um, you know, and, and use your sexuality and pleasure for the benefit of all beings to benefit all of the individuals around you, all sentient beings, you know, the, the spirits that you can't see, right. To transmute these type of, of emotional afflictions and things like that into medicine. So that's what we use the practices for. We don't go into a practice saying, okay, I need to manifest lots of money or a, a great partner. So I'm going to visualize that. And at the point of orgasm, right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to manifest that in a certain amount of time. I think that there becomes this obsession of self and this unconscious attachment to specific outcomes. When we look at our sexuality like that, um, it's meant to be one of connection and, and that ultimate connection is the antidote to our suffering. Any, it will always be the antidote to any type of suffering that you are experiencing is connection. So when we have unconscious attachments, we're actually preventing ourselves from connecting to that deeper layer of ourselves. Um, and this affects all facets of our lives. It affects our businesses. It affects, uh, you know, money to come in it affects our relationships you know and the way that we show up in the world and the way that we actually perceive our own reality so true authentic lineage-based tantra asks us to not live in our own delusions of what we want all the time it's it says that desires are great things right but those desires can be transformed into the the magic into um into into the medicine for us to to use uh 
to transform uh, those types of emotions and, and feelings of stuckness and the unfulfillment that we're experiencing, not just for ourselves, but for the, for the benefit of all. Beautiful. And as you're saying that I'm, I'm considering the, the um, similarities with what we have seen in the yoga industry, right? Where people have just taken bits of yoga like, and left the main teachings behind and and you know I'm sure with your background will resonate with the it makes me sad to see yoga becoming this exercise industry that's all about having the right yoga pants and do you know what I mean it's like that's that's completely against the whole teachings of yoga so I suppose it had we've seen a similar theme happening with Tantra and Ayurveda to a certain degree. I've certainly seen that. And, um, and this is why it's so important that we respect sacredness of what we're teaching, right? Rather than just, like I say, just take these little bits that work for us or that seem attractive. Um, so in terms of, if someone's thinking about entering into this work, what is some of the guidance that you would perhaps give them, bearing in mind, like you say, the landscape of Tantra, the and I suppose the potential risks around, you know, what sort sort of situation you could be putting yourself into and what what advice would you give to people that are, are curious about exploring this in more detail, exploring and exploring their sexuality? Gently, slowly, (laughs) Um, gently, slowly, the type of uh, Tantra that I teach, um, it's, it's not just about the spiritual components, but it, we have to also look at um, the concept of like sexology, because I'm also a sexologist, right? So I, I'm looking at this perspective of like, okay, people are dealing with real life shit, you know, there's sexual dysfunctions, there's depression, there's menopause, there's um, emotional changes, there's career changes, there's all of these things that we also have to take into consideration, right? So the beauty of the way that I teach uh, tantric practice is just through this lens of, of connection so that we can then start to layer these additional components on top. So it's it becomes more accessible for just the everyday person right but also gives you a chance to continue upgrading that right and continue evolving with it it's not something that's outside of you so when you when you want to start practicing tantra a lot of people make this separation right it's like okay this is time for tantric practice or you know, I'm going to go to this tantric workshop and then the next day I'm going to go back to my everyday life and my everyday struggles. There's no integration. So that's, again, one of the beautiful components about lineage-based tantra is that the medicine is woven into the practices. There's never not going to be a time where it does not have that integration process because it's not something that's separate from you. Um, so if if you're someone who is looking into doing this type of work, I mean, you have to ask yourself a few different questions, you know, um, and the practitioners that you're seeing, right? 
like do teach from lineage because otherwise I I personally do not think that someone that is not practicing from lineage, I don't believe it's Tantra. I don't think that it's Tantra at all. That's my personal opinion and the things that I've seen in these types of communities, um, which is not always a bad thing. Um, you know, there's a time and a place for us on our journeys. But if you're wanting to practice something that is going to benefit all facets of your life and not just sexually and not just trying to have better orgasms, um, we have to look at what our intention is going into it. Because without the correct intention going into these practices, again, it falls flat, you know, and a, a big part of this has to do with the transmission, right? So like I've embodied these practices for several years at this point. And when I teach my clients, right, there's, there's an energetic connection that is happening that is unseen, but is very much felt when that I am teaching those practices to someone else. So you have to also ask yourself, what is the relationship like between practitioner to, to client, practitioner to student? Um, that is one of the most important fundamental things um, and it also allows me to pull back and I need to be honest with myself who is not going to be a good for, fit for me and who is. Um, because once you try to force something to happen or, you know, I just take on a client because, you know, I need the money or something like that, then I'm not working in my full integrity as a practitioner of Tantra. So um, there's these components that I also have to live by when I teach and practice lineage-based Tantra that um, it, it can cause some disruptions <laughs> in my life because I really have to be honest with myself. It can be difficult to grow a business when, I, when I'm truly functioning from that, um, from, from that uh, authentic, integral place. But there's... Um, that's not something that's never going to change for me. So um, just from even a business perspective for myself, I'm going a little bit off topic of the question that you had asked me previously, but from my own experience, there can be lots of these ups and downs um, uh, when it comes to growing a business in the realm of, of, of Tantra and holistic sexual healing when it's done in this very integral integral way because I'm constantly working on my karmic shit and the things that arise and every client that I see is a mirror of myself so there can be other things that come up in the relationship um, that I was not anticipating right so it's a constant healing process and an and evolution um, when I am working with my clients in this very very profound work wow Okay. And that that is an interesting point that you bring up about that. And and it's something I've experienced myself, that kind of gentle balance, right, between or that continual asking yourself, you know, am I being authentic? Am I in my integrity? Am I in alignment with me as I'm doing this or creating this or marketing this or you know all of those things it's it's a delicate balance right between like not copping out on things and, and letting yourself off your hook and saying is this just a limiting belief or do you know what I mean and, or is this actually this is completely out of alignment for who I am but 
it also led me to think actually I wonder what your journey was like putting yourself out there as a sexologist and um a teacher of tantra and and you know how did you navigate that because I can imagine that came with a few internal challenges if not external ones I'm continuing that process as we speak it is I'm not gonna lie it is very hard um any business is hard to right to grow to put yourself out there but specifically just working on these I can't even put it into words just the dharma right the dharma of and not just the dharma but the that i am i'm not only supported by the lineage i'm not only um being guided by the lineage but i'm being asked to continue it right so i'm also that that line of direct communication direct involvement with the lineage and that is no small task i mean it can take a lot because I'm not just thinking about myself or when I am right when I, because that's happened, you know, of course we have to think about ourselves, but there's been moments in my business of me, maybe not being in full integrity of what I'm putting out there. And it, it just fell flat. The, the, you know, the lineage was like, Mm-mm, girl, you're not doing that today. You know? So there's a lot of like check, like just putting me, in check. Um, and that can be a really fucking hard pill to swallow. Um, and, but it's, it's my choice. It's the choice that I've made, you know, I can't cop out of that. So in terms of even growing and involving with my business, it's also this thing that I am, I'm supporting that I am a, a ever evolving aspect of, um, because all of the ancestors and wisdom holders of this lineage, right? If if I'm not in alignment with that, you know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's just not gonna work. Um, so that's happened many times. And then in terms of just being a sexologist, you know, um, there's this whole concept of like energetic boundaries. You know, at first it's like I was so excited to put myself out there, and then I realized the people that were coming into my world um, were, you know, there was a lot of perversion, you know, very perverted type of um, type of calls and things like that, that I would receive. I received less and less of those. Um, But this is, again, this is the whole concept of why lineage is so important is because now that things like Tantra are so mainstream, it's so easily manipulated into something that's completely perverted So when you have lineage that's backing you up, there's a prevention of that type of manipulation. The, the, the spiritual guidance that I'm receiving, that I am, um, that not just receiving, but that I'm surrounded by is protecting the lineage from that happening. Right. And there's many things that have happened that are just not coincidences when it comes to even you know, um, the, those, those spirit, that spiritual guidance system of protecting me from people that could have been potentially harmful. So I see more and more of that type of protection mechanism that comes into play, um, as I go deeper into my own practice and as I grow and build my business. Um, so it's this ever evolving thing. 
and there is a lot of difficulties again especially in the field you know where there's a lot of neo-tantra sacred sexuality that people are confused people are confused what not only what tantra is but um what is it's the the original purpose you know there's this kind of gap between you know there's this gap between healing sexually and actually connecting to and actually connecting it to the rest of our lives I think I think that that's a big gap that I see happening so as someone who's growing a business in that kind of in between right that in between road um it's been challenging for me to find that balance right of okay this is not what I'm doing this is who I am these are the things that I'm putting out into the world and how does that translate to my audience and to the people that actually are aligned with this type of teaching um so yeah and there's no easy answer to that question it's a continual thing that I do on a daily basis um but the good news is is that I am constantly evolving and showing up more and more and more for my clients and I know that a lot of tantric practitioners can't say the same. I am a constant evolvement within the practices that I teach. Um, and I practice what I preach. Um, and it is a consistent thing that will never, ever change because I am in this. And when I show up for a client who really wants to be there in this world, their experience is profound and also quite rapid because when you really put yourself in that boom you are like without you having to do anything just because you're coming to me coming into that space things are going to shift rapidly for you so I'm starting to recognize the flow again that's needed in in my business for example as well as being able to show up in a way that is both accessible and understandable to um, to just right to everyday people that are experiencing difficulties right in relationships and with their emotions and feeling stuck. You know, it's not again tantra is not this thing that it or healing your sexuality is not this thing that's separate from you. Right, it's translated and can be used to overcome, right, anxiety, overcome depression, overcome um, feelings of stuckness, and all of these things. So there's this much deeper element Tantra than that most people don't know about. Um, and the way that you, you translate that is beautiful. You put a really eloquent way of putting it, and I love, I love the way you've communicated that. And when you, like you first decided to, this is your path, this is what you're going to do. I mean, how did your friends and family respond to that? Did Was there support? Was there concern? What sort of things? And I'm just, I suppose I'm just imagining if I said that to my dad, <laughs> I can imagine a, an interesting response. And yeah, just curious, really, what, what kind of, experience you had putting that out there to friends and family um at first there was, there was definitely a gap like I didn't know how to translate um translate them into my real life so there was a gap between who I was 
when I was a sexologist and authentic tantra healer, and then, okay, this is who I am when I'm with my family and with my friends. And just recently that is starting to blend and, and, and balance out into, I'm not separate between when I'm working, when I'm practicing Tantra and when I'm not. Um, so the funny thing is, is that the deeper that I go into my own practice, the more things shift in my family life without me having to actually say anything. So I know that my parents and, and friends are open, very open to this, um, but that doesn't mean they fully understand it, um, which is okay. Um, so, you know, there's this part of myself that I, you know, I, I choose what to share and what not to share, but not so much in a way of, because I think it's going to be taken in, a, in the wrong direction, but just because I don't need to, um, over explain myself. Those changes are happening um, in all of my relationships, whether I'm even consciously aware of it or not. Um, but, you know, in, in short, yes, my mom has been very supportive. Um, she knows that, you know, I'm Buddhist and I practice, you know, holistic sexual healing. She's listened to a lot of my podcast episodes, which I recently learned about. I was like, oh man, like, I hope I didn't say anything. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's just funny because I don't know what, um, what was preventing me from, from doing that. But again, I think that part of that is that embodiment. Like I needed to just do this thing over here until it really became a part of my life. And then um, it just naturally kind of progressed from there. You know, and then I have other family that don't even ask what I do. I'm not even sure if they really know what I do or not. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just that one of those things, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Um, but uh, I think that most people just don't know. They don't know what to ask. They don't know uh, how to talk about it, especially when it comes to our sexuality, right? It's like, how do I even bring that up? <laughs> um, and it can be kind of awkward, I think, for people. But um, to be honest with you, this is, you know, it's not just what I do. It's what I live. I love talking about sex. I do it in public. I do it at the dinner table. Like, these are all, you know, I love it. And um, I don't think that we should be afraid of um, just talking about it, talking about our desires and um, allowing ourselves to experience more from life. Uh, because when we are not accessing um, parts of ourselves, especially sexually to the, to the extent that we can, we're blocking ourselves from a lot of the blessings and a lot of the bliss that we can experience. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with us just not knowing um, who we are on the other side of that, because as we evolve, it it forces us to look at um, how we're perceiving our reality, which means that our external world has to change and shift too. relationships might have to end, you know, we might have to leave a job, we might do a pivot career wise, there might be other types of symptoms that arise from that. So I think that it prevents a lot of people from um from, from even exploring that because unconsciously we know that it's going to force us to make other external changes in our environment. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and it's, and 
as you were saying that, I was also considering just the sheer amount of um, conditioning we've received around sex and the shame that many women feel attached around sex or relationships or experiences they've had in the past that have been sexual. And in terms of the work that you do with women, I'm just wondering, like, if there is anyone out there that's feeling shameful or embarrassed, but actually feel like this is something they really do want to pursue, is there any kind of guidance you would give them to help work through that initial emotion that's coming up and preventing them from getting the support that actually might be just what they need? And it sounds super powerful, the work that you're doing. Yeah, I love that you asked that because a lot of times that is what's preventing um, a lot of women. It's that resistance. It's that initial resistance. Um, It's being so enveloped in our own emotions that we couldn't possibly even think about, um, you know, uh, accessing more pleasure and all of that. How is that even possible? I'm stuck in pain. I'm stuck in, you know, my emotional turmoil. Um, And I've dealt with, and I've, I've worked with a lot of women like this. This is my story as well. You know, I used to have PMDD and my emotions were just out of control. The rage, the depression, the bouts of just everything falling apart every single month. Like, oh my goodness, the symptoms, the, the pain that I experienced was just overwhelming. So I get it. I understand just not even being able to think about anything outside of that. Um, and I think that the biggest thing here is to actually look at the beliefs that we have about ourselves. So for me, um, I just, I didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't believe that love and connection were actually available to me. So my body created these types of symptoms, right? Like the depression and, (laughs) The, the emotional turmoil every single month to basically highlight and magnify what was really underneath in my, in my unconscious. Um, so when I was able to look inside of that, I realized how silly it was to hold on to the beliefs and feelings that were not really mine, that I created within my own head based off stories that I made up as a child. Um, and most of us function this way. Most of us function our entire lives off the beliefs of our child self. So it's kind of funny to think about, oh my goodness, I'm making decisions and I'm thinking these thoughts based off my 10-year-old self, my five-year-old self. That seems so silly to hold on to those beliefs at that point, right? So starting to change that narrative of who I am as an adult and who I am becoming um, allowed me to be open and receptive enough to step into those, into, you know, the sexual healing, into accessing my pleasure potential, into living in the fulfillment and connection that I truly desired. Because up until then, I was running away from it. Unconsciously, I was running away from it and actually sabotaging myself, sabotaging my ability to create those connections. And that that actually became my personality. I can't tell you how many times that I've been told by other women that I am um, intimidating. 
you know? So, okay, I'll just make that my personality then. I'm intimidating. I'm a bitch, <laughs> you know? So, you know, so I think that we unconsciously do a lot of those things. So I kind of became that lone wolf of just thinking that nobody gets me. Nobody understands me. Other women are not like me. Um, and they will never understand. Um, so, you know, that we kind of form these beliefs about ourselves that create, create what we believe our, our personalities to be, um, how we perceive the world. Um, so I dealt with so much anger and so many things that I was just hurting from that I did not realize. Um, and once I worked through the bulk of that, again, I was open and receptive to continuing that process while layering my pleasure and sexuality and relationships on top. But yes, there was, a, a there was probably, I want to say at least two to three years where, um, I was working with those beliefs and the patterns that developed out of that and my, um, tantric practices until I was able to really connect the dots and then step forward in my new reality. Um, so it did take me a long time. I had a lot, a lot of shit to work through. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of pain. We all do. Right. Um, but the number one thing for women that, you know, can't even possibly fathom what that looks like. It's first of all, realize it's not your fault. Nothing is wrong with you, but we simply have to start to make the unfamiliar familiar, right? Because otherwise your brain doesn't know the difference. Your brain will continue creating stories because that's what it loves to do. And it will continue working off what it's familiar with. So the only way for you to shift into that new uh, perception, to be open uh, open enough to take those steps forward is to look at the beliefs that you're holding about yourself. Um, so that's a big part of my work. And usually this is what I start working with my clients on is because there is so much fucking resistance that we have to look at those patterns and behaviors and that cannot happen on a conscious level. So I can't just come up to someone and start doing an hour session and just talk about the problem over and over again. What I do is I start to help my clients access their subconscious mind so that they can go back into the memories without having to relive them and understand why they make the choices that they make, why they're potentially sabotaging their ability to connect, and what is it that's really preventing them from moving forward. And we can shift those beliefs in real time now that we're accessing the subconscious level of the mind. Otherwise, go to talk therapy for decades. You're going to continue talking about the same problem. So I think that there also needs to be recognized that the way that we look at healing is continuously evolving. There's no wrong or right right way because honestly, practitioners like myself are still figuring it out. You know, you can look at the recent science and studies done and it's continuously changing. So to say that, you know, for example, talk therapy is still um, relative and extremely helpful, that's something that I would disagree with. You know, so 
I think that there has to be also our openness and willingness to look at the concept of healing as something that is continuously evolving. It's not something that's set in stone. No matter what the studies say, there's always going to be that constant involvement in the ways that we are we are treating our symptoms. And I think that it can continuously get better. And I think that because we have that ability now as humans, that we can, t- we can, we can actually rapidly um, access what that is more so now than ever before. Um, so I, I want people to recognize that healing does not always have to be difficult and that it doesn't always have to be painful. Of course, there's going to be parts that are, but it doesn't always have to be that drawn out thing where we're constantly having to 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 heal. Um, I think that there's parts of ourselves that can and will shift rapidly within weeks if we so choose to, right? And with the right guidance. Um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. Beautiful. Thank you. So if people want to find out more about you and what you do, your services, how can they get in touch? What's the best way to contact you? The best way is on Instagram. So you can find me at Ava at AVA.Pikel, P-I-K-U-L. Um, if you're interested in this work, then you can go on my website at flamewithintantra.com and you can book an activation call. It's a 45-minute call where we get to access those deeper layers of like the root cause of anything that you're experiencing sexually, relationally, emotionally in real time. So you have a whole 45 minutes and that session is no strings attached. So you might leave with the clarity that you need without having to move forward. And it gives me a chance, right, to not have to rush for time, to give you full presence um, and to, so you can download whatever medicine you need from that session and then decide if you'd like to move forward or not. So those are available on my website right now. Um, And I would absolutely love to connect with anyone that is interested. You can always find me on, on social media. And we'll put the links in the show notes as well. So you can have a look in the show notes if you want those details. But for now, thank you so much. This has been, um, honestly, I feel like I could talk to you about this for another two hours and still have more to like ask you, but conscious of time, unfortunately, perhaps we'll have to have you back another time. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much for coming on, sharing this and practicing this, this modality, this, this healing path that, that I'm sure is, it's going to serve so many people. So thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. Okay. And thank you everyone for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with another guest. See you soon. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business if there's anything you want to share with me I would love to hear from you so please feel free to reach out and if you want to support me if you could leave a review subscribe share with your friends that would be fabulous 
In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.